You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention please. Now batting for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Fan Rock Fantasy Baseball, the host, Al Melchior, Fan Rock Fantasy Baseball. Welcome everybody, this is FanRag Fantasy Baseball. I'm Al Melchior, your host for this show. Wow, what a big show today. Huge, ginormous, uh, so much to talk about. Uh, you know, we'll have to maybe wait a little bit to break down those uh, Tyler Chatwood and Mike Fire signings, because, uh, yeah, it's been superseded by a couple of pretty big stories. John Carlos Stanton, Shohei Otani, we talk about them every week. We're going to talk about them a lot today. Both uh, have found their resting spots. John Carlos Stanton traded this morning from the Marlins to the Yankees. Stanton, Judge, Sanchez all together in that Yankees lineup. It's going to be crazy. Um, anyway, so Stanton to the Yankees. Shohei Otani surprising most of us. Uh, I think the Mariners uh, seem to be uh, strong front runners. People just uh, pretty much assumed uh, the Mariners, I think, would have a big shot uh, at uh, bringing Otani in, and instead he goes goes to the Angels. So that uh, took a lot of us by surprise. So we'll break both of those down today. To help me out with that, I'm going to have John Heyman on the show, of course, John from uh, FanRag Sports, and uh, talk about a lot, lot more because, of course, we're also on the heels of the winter meetings so uh, John will help us break down uh, what to expect from those meetings. But, of course, we'll talk quite a bit about both Stanton and Otani. I've also got Emily Walden joining me from the Athletic Detroit. We'll talk a little winter meetings with Emily as well. And uh, it's a particularly timely episode to have Emily on here because the Tigers have the number one pick in the Rule 5 draft. So we're going to run the entire gamut here from John Carlos Stanton and Shoei Otani to the Rule 5 picks uh, who are going to scrape for uh, roster spots come come spring training, try to battle battle for a spot. Uh, so a uh, lot to talk about there with Emily. I'll, of course, talk about the Tigers uh, when we have her on because uh, she is one of the uh, ultimate people to talk to about uh, what's going on with the Tigers, both at the major and minor league level. So uh, breaking down that Stanton trade, uh, he goes to the uh, Yankees along with $30 million. The Yankees are going to take on $265 million of Stanton's contract, uh, that according to Ken Rosenthal from The Athletic. And the uh, rest of the deal, going back the Marlins way, they're getting Starlin Castro, who is reportedly likely to be flipped. And then they also get uh, a couple of prospects as well. None of the big ones. Uh, and also no Clint Frazier. That was speculated to happen. So uh, in addition to Castro, the Marlins get starting pitching prospect Jorge Guzman, who according to MLBpipeline.com is the, or was, should say, the Yankees' number nine ranking prospect. And Jose Devers, who is the cousin of Rafael Devers. That's the deal. <laughs> a lot more, obviously, to say about that from a fantasy perspective, from a baseball perspective. And unfortunately, from a Marlins fan's perspective. Anyways, all that coming up and much, much more. Stick around. I'll be right back.
Skix sneakers are taking over tailgates and alumni homes across America. Skix canvas high top, low top, slip on, and kids tennis style sneakers designed in officially licensed college colors and logos is a must have for every college fan's wardrobe. Fun, fashionable, and comfortable. Whether you're at the big game or watching the game at home, Skix helps fans perform better. Go to Skix.com and use promo code FNTSY for 15% off your pair now. That's Skix.com. Skix sneakers, the soul of a true fan. Are you new to Daily Fantasy? Are you a veteran? Either way, you can better your chances of winning money and lots of it by going to DailyRoto.com. Multiple people have become millionaires thanks to the guys at Daily Roto. Why not take advice from the experts? You can become a millionaire too. Just go to DailyRoto.com to rock Daily Fantasy Sports. The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. A Sunsetter Retractable Awning opens and closes in just 60 seconds, and it keeps your patio about 20 degrees cooler. It provides instant shade and protection from the sun's harmful rays. You can get your Sunsetter for as little as $5.99 when you call now to get your special $200 discount certificate and free awning idea kit. You're going to love your Sunsetter Retractable Awning. Sunsetter awnings are assembled in America and guaranteed to last for years. So call 800-869-5446 now to get a free awning idea kit with DVD plus your $200 Sunsetter discount certificate. This is a limited time offer, so call 800-869-5446 now. That's 800-869-5446 for your free awning idea kit with DVD and $200 discount certificate. There's no obligation, so call 800-869-5446 now. Does your favorite fantasy sports show pair banging on the table demanding shots? Drinks on Greg. Drinks on Greg. Drinks on Greg. With deep, smart Kareem Hunt analysis? If not, then I think the fantasy BFFs are for you. Every weekday at 11 a.m. here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and on YouTube Live, join Greg Sussman, Frank Stample, Mike Florio, and NXT wrestler Eric Young for some of the best, most enjoyable, most imaginative fantasy analysis out there. Don't get your fantasy from boring people. No! This is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever. Check out the Fantasy BFFs 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Every weekday only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and the Fantasy Sports YouTube page. Welcome back, everybody. This is FanRag Fantasy Baseball. I'm your host, Al. You can call me Al Melchior. And you can call John Carlos Stanton a Yankee and Shohei Otani an Angel. So I've got a lot more to break down with those uh, two moves. But before I do, uh, let me just take a moment to remind you that you can go to either dailyrodo.com slash DKMS or rotoexperts.com slash DKMS, where you can go to find out much, much uh, more, a whole lot of information about DKMS, and also uh, find a link to play a free DFS fantasy football game, co-sponsored by Fantasy Sports Radio Network and Fantasy Draft. 
Uh, very, very cool thing. It's been running every week of the season. It will continue to run uh, as an open contest uh, for everybody who goes and clicks that link for the first 16 weeks of the NFL season. And then each of those 16 weekly winners will meet in week 17 to play for the championship. And the winner gets two tickets to Super Bowl 52 in Minnesota. So very worth checking out just for that. But uh, you know, spend a little time, take a minute or two and find out how you can be a bone marrow donor, how you can make a uh, donation to DKMS, or just learn more about what the organization does in its uh, fight against blood cancer. So uh, please do check one of those sites out, dailyrodo.com slash DKMS, rotoexperts.com slash DKMS. All righty. Plenty more to talk about with these two big moves over the last uh, couple of days. Stanton traded the Yankees uh, this morning, this being Saturday. Uh, Shohei Otani signing with the Angels on Friday. Uh, now, as far as the uh, Yankees go, uh, they'll have something of a rotation in the outfield and a DH uh, amongst Stanton and Aaron Judge and Brett Gardner. At least that's that's what's been speculated, and that would seem to make the most sense. And, of course, a rotation would be good because then you're not looking at any of those players losing outfield eligibility for 2019. I don't really see that happening. And as far as Stanton's value, obviously – it's a big time upgrade for him, but the one thing I will uh, counter a bit is a lot of the talk that I've seen on Twitter this morning in light of the trade, saying uh, Stanton going to Yankee Stadium, leaving Marlins Park. It's literally from one extreme to the other in terms of homer friendliness. Yankee Stadium, one of the most homer friendly parks in the majors. Uh, Marlins Park, even with the fences moved in a couple years back, one of the toughest parks to homer in, but obviously hasn't been a problem at all for Giancarlo Stanton. I don't think I wouldn't expect it's going to change much. And you could argue maybe, you know, he gets a few more cheapies at uh, Yankee Stadium. And don't forget also uh, plenty of visits to uh, to Camden Yards and to uh, Rogers Center, which are both uh, good parks, maybe picks up a bunch of doubles at Fenway, and, of course, some homers. The guy can homer anywhere, obviously. Uh, but I, I don't really think it's going to make that big of an impact in terms of the extra base numbers. I think it's going to make a big change for him in terms of run production because he's going from a Marlins team that was okay offensively last year, but now going to the Yankees, uh, who ranked second only to the Astros, in 2017 and runs scored. And then you add him to that mix. It's, it's going to be just crazy uh, and crazy good for his fantasy value. Now I talked on the show a couple weeks ago about how I actually like JD Martinez better than Stanton. I've done a few mocks so far. Stanton's gone uh, at least a few picks ahead of Martinez in each of those mocks. Uh, if my memory's serving me correctly. I don't know if I'm going to. I have not uh, had the time to to do a post trade projection for Stanton yet. Obviously, I'll be getting to that soon, but I suspect that that might tip the scales a bit, and that would put me back in the majority because I think most people would take Stanton over over Martinez. And I've argued before on the show that if you look at their stats from the last couple of seasons on a per game basis, that Martinez has been better. Uh, but he has been injured more, uh, even though as recently as a year ago, Stanton was the one who was getting 
a lot of discounts by owners saying, oh, he's, he spent so much time on the deal, he's missed so, so many games. But uh, I, I don't really see health being that big of an issue for either one in, in 2018. But we'll see. We'll see where uh, where Martinez winds up signing. Uh, so this could be a little bit of a back and forth, but it definitely will increase uh, Stanton's fancy value in my eyes for the coming year. I'm just not sure how much at this point. Uh, as far as the Marlins go, of course, that's obviously a, a big work in progress. Um I probably don't have time to really go on a big uh, rant here, but uh, you can find plenty of people ranting on social media about the Marlins. I, you know, and my, my thought was, well, let's reserve judgment. Let's wait and see who these prospects are. Uh, I, you know, I thought maybe they'd uh, get Florial. I thought maybe uh, Clint Frazier would be a, a part of this deal. Uh, it's a very underwhelming return on Stanton. It's clearly a salary dump. Uh, it's very, very discouraging uh, from, from the Marlins' perspective or from a fan's perspective. And I yeah, I don't even know. Uh, I don't even think it's worth trying to project what the Marlins' lineup looks right now because I would expect Prado will be gone. Uh, I would think probably Ozuna. In fact, there was already a report I saw this morning that uh, the Marlins have talked to the Cardinals. I should probably find that uh, just to make sure I'm being accurate on this. But um, anyhow. You know, we'll we'll see. You know, we'll see if Christian Yelich goes. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely going to be in flux. I wouldn't even know how to project that lineup right now. I would think, obviously, Derek Dietrich and Brian Anderson will find plenty of uh, playing time this year. But that's that'll become clear maybe after the uh, the winter meetings. Maybe uh, John Heyman will have something to say about that. So let's move on to Shohei Otani, who uh, now MLB Pipeline, the prospect part of the MLB.com website, they have now made him their overall number one prospect. He's number one pitching prospect. They also have him listed separately as an outfield prospect. And I I wouldn't think that Otani will be played uh, as an outfielder for the Angels, maybe as a DH, but I've not really seen, any, seen anything definitive about that. But they've got Otani ranked as their number four outfield prospect. And get this, ahead of Kyle Tucker, who's number five, and Lewis Brinson at number six. That's pretty impressive. And I have to say, to me, a little bit surprising because the reports that I've read on Otani as a hitter sort of soft-pedaled his skills a bit. He has struck out a lot playing in Japan. But then if you take a look at what he's done in the Japanese Pacific League, this past season he missed about half the season with an ankle injury the first half. Uh, came back, still hit 332 and hit eight homers in 65 games for the Nippon Ham Fighters. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, might not sound overwhelming, but, uh, you know, again, power numbers, you need to sort of lower your, your expectations in terms of looking at uh, numbers in Japan. But in his last full season, 2016, he ranked second in the Pacific League in batting average third in on-base percentage, and by a big, big margin, led the league in slugging percentage. And and he did that as a 21-year-old, 23 years old now. So maybe there's something to that ranking. And of course, as a pitcher, uh, has been absolutely dominant uh, in 2016. Again, that was his last full season. He led all starters in ERA with a 1.86 mark, and he was third in the league and strikeouts with 174. So clearly going to be worth drafting 
uh, as a, a starting pitcher. Uh, in a couple of mocks, he has been. A couple of mocks that I've been in, and uh, been going. Uh, again, again, I don't recall, and, and uh, haven't done a mock since yesterday. <laughs> so uh, I, this may all have changed now that we know where he is and and uh, you know what his, his uh, situation is going to be. But uh, not not. I think drafted. I want to say maybe in the lower part of the top twenty so far in the mocks that I've been in. So not overwhelming. But that that sounds appropriate to me. So we'll see uh, as more and more drafts happen how this pans out for otani and of course there were some other pretty big deals during this week one was uh also involving the marlins sending d gordon to the mariners for nick neidert uh they're one of their top prospects pitcher and shortstop chris torres and pitcher robert duggar who is pitched both as a starter and a reliever in the lower minors so that's the haul for d gordon uh, and that was a little surprising because D. Gordon playing second base the last few years. Of course, Robinson Cano occupying that position already for the Mariners. But then very quickly, there was word that D. Gordon was going to become the Mariners center fielder. So at least for this season, he'll re- retain that second base eligibility. Meanwhile, the NL, which was already pretty weak at second base, lost one of their top, maybe arguably their top, top fantasy second baseman. Now it's Daniel Murphy and a whole bunch of guys that you might consider like in the middle rounds. Really, really odd. Uh, I guess I'll tell you NL only. That's maybe soft peddling it a bit to say middle rounds, but there's there's really a gap there between uh, Daniel Murphy and the rest of the field in the NL. Anyhow, there's more news to get to, but uh, we're going to take a break right now, and then when we come back, we're going to take a break from this news and talk about the Tigers and the upcoming winter meetings with Emily Walden. So stick around. Be right back. (laughs) It never gets old. All right, everyone. Two truths, one lie. I was going to be on The Real World. I play the oboe. And I saved a kid's life. You definitely never saved a kid's life. I'm serious. Last summer, I donated bone marrow to a kid who had leukemia. Saving a life. The truth is, it's easier than you think. Learn how at DKMS.org. <laughs> who knew we were living with a hero? Um, a hero <laughs> who plays the oboe. <laughs> BSO Live. Sadly, all they would have to do is tell the players, listen, you're not such like Donald Trump said. We respect you. You're not inmates running to jail. We're not going to threaten to bench you like Jerry Jones. We're not going to treat you like slaves. We support what you do. We support your protests. We support any police brutality and racism. If Roger Goodell would have said that, if any of the owners would have said that, this would be over by that. Weekdays, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Reason number 12 why you should own a Thermospas hot tub? They require no attachment to your home's plumbing. Thanks to the Thermospas unique built-in thermofiltration system that filters the water an incredible 144 times a day, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Call to receive your free DVD videos and brochure and find out how you can own a Thermospas hot tub for only a few dollars a day. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon, including free delivery, free chemicals, and a cash discount. And with models starting at $4,995, there will never be a better time to own a Thermospas hot tub. So call now and ask about this limited time offer. Call Thermospas today at 800-625-4922 for your free DVD 
videos and brochure. That's 800-625-4922. Thermospas, hot tubs designed to improve your life. Call 800-625-4922 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. Draft World Fantasy Sports brings the games to you with real cash prizes. Kick off your season, choose your league, draft your players, or let Draft World's Quick Pick Wizard get you started. Then turn your knowledge into cash. Draft World offers low commissions on all fantasy sports. Cash prizes are paid as each league ends automatically. And every day, a new Draft World season starts. It's the world's way to play fantasy sports. DraftWorld.com. Hey guys, Tony Sincata here from the Line of Block Show, brought to you by DailyRoto.com. You can join Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and get the night's DFS basketball advice. And of course, we still break down football on a nightly basis. That's the Line of Block Show, brought to you by DailyRoto.com. Dane Martinez, Tony Sincata, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Old school fantasy. I won't be shocked if the Eagles got knocked out yeah. in, the, in the playoffs. I don't think they're a dominant team. The Super Bowl obviously being in Minnesota this year. So if Minnesota can get there, that'd be the first time that we see that playing on their home field. I don't think they get there. And if they can get the home field advantage, that would bode very well for them. But I mean, there's the Saints and Carolina. I never count out Cam. Listen every Friday evening from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern and 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific. Only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Back everybody, this is Fan Rag Fantasy Baseball. I'm your host, Al Melchior, and I am very, very happy to be joined by Emily Walden. She's been on the show a couple times before, talk about the Tigers. She's back again today to talk about the Tigers, but also uh, the upcoming winter meetings. Uh, so, Emily, uh, thanks for uh, joining me on the show today. Yeah, absolutely. A pleasure to be here. So, uh, since last time you were here, uh, you're now writing for The Athletic. Uh, so congratulations on that. And um, so it's the Athletic Detroit, but you're also, uh, I understand you're doing some writing uh, for, on the national uh, level for them. Is that correct? Um, it's kind of a team effort, so to speak. Um, I've been kind of trying to help out with some of the, the new coverage for the MLB branch of the Athletic. So what they've been trying to do is bring, you know, some more sports-specific categorizing to their coverage so they've got you know the athletic nhl the athletic mlb they're kind of trying to categorize it to keep everybody in the right loops that they're wanting to follow so it's been really fun to be a part of oh that's awesome emily well uh again congratulations and extremely well deserved um but uh i want to talk a little bit about this upcoming rule five draft uh the tigers earned if we can use that term earned the uh, top pick uh, by having that uh, that late season slide and wind up with the worst record there's some interesting players that are going to be available there uh, are there any that stand out uh, as likely targets for the tigers 
Yeah, honestly, with the the lack of depth that they have in certain areas, I'm personally hoping they go more towards a position player rather than an arm to add. Um, In the past with the Rule 5 draft, they have gone more of a pitching route, but something a lot of people are not aware of, I've actually received this question several times over the last couple days, in order to even participate in the draft this year, the Tigers do have to make a move over the next five to six days. Uh, their 40-man roster is currently full, and so to be able to participate, they're going to have to shift something or someone in order to open up a slot to make that first pick of the Rule 5 draft an option for them. Um, so we'll see if they decide to go position player or pitcher. It'll be interesting either way. Okay. Uh, well, are, are there any particular players uh, that you figure they're going to move? Actually, I, I know from just from following your Twitter account, I know there's one in particular. Uh, but what, what do you think is the most likely way that they'll make space? Um, I know the biggest name that's been on the, the block, so to speak, has been Ian Kinsler. Um, he's been on and off it for several times um, since last year as far as moving him. Um, I know more than one team has expressed interest, but I believe the Angels are kind of leading that pack um, as far as people who might actually make a serious offer for him. And so as far as moving people, I think he's probably going to be the top candidate. Um, Otherwise, looking more down the levels and seeing if there might be some some names that may not be as big impact long-term that they might end up having to cut loose. So I would say out of all the ones that are likely to be moved, he's at the top of the list. Jose Iglesias has come up in conversation, um, so we'll have to kind of see what direction they choose to go with uh, opening up another slot for that. Uh, now, again, assuming that they do participate, do you see them, now you talked about hitter versus pitcher, uh, but in terms of the hitters available, do you see them uh, going for you know some of the, the bigger names like a, a Max Pentecost, who's had a lot of injuries, or Travis Demerit, who's had kind of an up and down career, but but the ups have been pretty tantalizing or do you think uh you know there's maybe somebody that's more uh you know sort of lower profile that they might go after emily do we still have you online here i do not hear emily um all right well i guess we can see if uh we can get uh get emily back we did. Okay, we did lose her. So hopefully we'll get her back. Uh, so, um, but uh, just to, to you know fill you in, I'm sure a lot of you are you know very familiar with the the Rule Five Draft. But these are players that are not protected on the 40 man roster, uh, and so they're available uh, in this draft. Uh, of course, it's also players that have put in a, a certain amount of minor league service time as well. Um, but then once they're drafted, uh, they have to be kept. Uh, all uh, all season long, and of course that also can include being on the disabled list. But uh, if they uh, do, uh, do don't keep that player, then they have to return them back to the original team. So uh, every year, there's or almost every year, I would say there's uh, some interesting players that uh, develop out of that Rule Five draft. So uh, Emily, do we have you back? Yes, I am here. 
Okay, very good. Well, that just gave me a minute to kind of get, catch people up to speed on what the Rule 5 draft is actually all about. But uh, I'm not sure if you heard the question uh, before I lost you there, but a uh, couple of interesting names in terms of hitters, Max Pentecost, Travis Demerit. Do you think that there's a chance the Tigers could pursue one of them if they do participate, or do you think they'd be more likely to go for uh, uh, some player that's maybe a little lower profile? Yeah, I know as far as pitching arms goes, uh, Nick Birdie has been one of the biggest ones who has drawn the most interest. Um, he is a absolute flamethrower. He's been clocked as high as 102 miles an hour. Um, but the problem with his profile is that he's coming off of Tommy John. So, again, you've got a high-risk guy that do you want to take the chance with him. Max Pentecost is another one where his profile more than speaks for itself. He's one of those pure athletes who can really work himself, you know, to be a very vital part of any organization, but coming off of the Derek Hill syndrome, so to speak, cannot stay healthy to save his life. And that's really been the hardest thing for him as far as just trying to stay on track with development in that regard. Um, so I'm thinking they're going to probably go more towards a Nick Birdie type where they can work with him. He's actually already started his rehab since his um, procedure that he had last year. And um, if we were to not do that, um, Travis Demerit is somebody who they would consider. Um, he's got a really, really nice swing, got some really good pop to the bat, very good defender. So those are a few names that really could go that way. I think for the Tigers, it's going to come down to where do they see the biggest gaps coming? Um, as you know, the franchise is anything but strong at this point, and so they're going to have to be very strategic with how they approach it when it comes down to uh, the 14. Okay, well, uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and they've also uh, already filled a couple of holes. Again, not huge, uh, high-profile type signings, uh, but they uh, just uh, the other day signed Mike Fires to a one-year deal. Uh, they signed Leonis Martin, and I would think he would project to be probably their starting center fielder. Fires has been the starter and a reliever. Uh, what sort of roles do you see Fires and Martin uh, filling for the Tigers? You know, I, yeah, I think Martin is going to definitely get that starting role just because of his track record. Um, I think he is he's a good signing for Detroit. Um, obviously, he's not extremely young anymore. I believe he's pushing 30. Um, so he's been he's a little bit further along in years, um, as is Fires. Fires is somebody who does have a decent resume in the past. He has struggled over the last two seasons with Houston. Um, he had a, I want to say, four-plus ERA for both of those years with them. So a little bit of a struggle for those two years. But I think what they could do would be to fill some gaps for a while just to help Detroit um, stabilize a bit, if you will. Um, and so there's some areas that I think they could definitely contribute. And out of the signings, I think Martin is definitely one that they could look at as a long-term contributor for the organization. Well, you already mentioned uh, Ian Kinsler as somebody who could be on the move you know, maybe sooner than later. Uh, the Tigers have already made these two lower-profile type moves. Do you think they're going to be active next week at the winter meetings? Uh, and if so, what sorts of moves should we anticipate? I think they will. Um, I think that Alavila is somebody who is constantly paying attention to what's going on around him. Um, he's not as, you know, where his moves on his sleeve as some organizations are with theirs. And I think he's more aware than anybody of what needs to happen. So I definitely do expect them to make some moves. 
Um, I think that we have a very good chance of seeing Kinsler get moved. Um, that's something that usually does happen at the winter meetings because you've got everybody lumped into one place. Um, they're all there for the same reason, and that's really to plan ahead for the 2018 season. So I think Al's going to probably pull a few things out of his pocket during that time, um, hopefully open up some possibilities to bridge the gaps, um, really provide some stability going into next season because we all know it's going to be going to be an interesting experience so we're hoping that they're able to you know fill some of those holes to try and make it as uh you know least painful as possible for everyone yeah no it definitely will be interesting uh and that's you know probably the most optimistic way that you could put it uh <laughs> one name that i i haven't seen mentioned in terms of a possible uh trade target uh, somebody to trade away but matt boyd he's out of options uh, and he had a really nice finish to last season. Would the Tigers need to consider it all, taking advantage of that and dealing him for, for multiple pieces? You know, I wouldn't put it past them, um, but I also think that the Tigers would be willing to take another chance with him being a part of the rotation, um, just because I don't think they want to get too quick to lose anybody who could be effective for them, them long-term. Um, and so for Detroit, I think they're going to have to kind of weigh that possibility of Boyd. Can he maintain going into next year? Can he hold himself next year? Um, same with Daniel Norris, who is another one that really was extremely hard to predict. And they're going to have to weigh those options and say, do we want to cut these guys loose, you know, in a trade where they could ultimately help us going into the future? So they've got a lot of decisions to make. Um, I personally think Boyd could still be on the upswing. It's a little bit of a gamble, but what he showed last year and the way he ended the season, I think he's getting a little more confident with what he brings to the table. And I think that um, ultimately he could do some good stuff for the organization, but it's really going to come down to Alavula and his team, you know, weighing that out and saying what's it going to be for us long term. Yeah, well, uh, that'll be, you know, I think the spotlight is sort of off the Tigers right now, uh, but, you know, there's always something surprising that happens in the winter meetings. So uh, we'll definitely be watching and see what happens there. So, Emily, thank you so much for taking the time and joining us, and uh, I'm sure you have a busy week ahead, so good luck with all that. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you. Yeah, likewise, Emily. So uh, check out uh, Emily at Emily Walden 2080 on Twitter and with The Athletic. We'll be right back after this break. Hey, everybody, it's me, Joe Pizzapia, best-selling author of the Fantasy Black Book series. And right now, you can get the 2017 Fantasy Football Black Book on Amazon as we speak. What are you waiting for? You can get it for ebook, for your Kindle, or for paperback. And it's not just me this year. No, I brought in some friends. I got Jake Seeley. I got Sammy Reed. I got Gary Davenport. I got championships, and they're waiting for you. Find out why the Fantasy Black Book is number one best-selling in fantasy sports for the 10th straight time. You know why? Because once you go Black Book, you never go back. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. 
on target. Fantasy football. I mean, we can only guess what they're going to do in Green Bay. Who's going to get the goal line work? Is he going to get 20-plus carries? And how good does Jones look if, if Williams misses an assignment? Then it's Jones. I mean, we saw that last night with P. Ryan in the first half. I mean, it certainly is happening with a lot of these rookie running backs. So, I, yeah, in daily, this guy was in a lot of my lineups 48 hours ago. And they're going to have to make some adjustments because it's one of those situations I just don't want to deal with. It's not a good spot. Days 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time Zone. FNTSY.com slash radio. Steiner Sports is the leading memorabilia provider for the New York Yankees, Rangers, Giants, Knicks, and the Brooklyn Nets. Featuring hundreds of items from your favorite athletes, Steiner Sports is your source for the best sports gifts. Go to SteinerSports.com slash box and shop our collection of memorabilia boxes, which include 10 gifts for the price of one. We've made one for each of your favorite teams. Hurry, supplies are limited, and these are some of the best deals we have ever offered. So go to SteinerSports.com slash box today. What's up, fantasy nerds? It's Ashley from Ashley Needs Answers, and I'm here to share some fun facts with you about my friend Jake Seeley, who, by the way, has never met me. Actually, here's one fun fact. They're making me read this great stuff about Jake, and he won't even pick up the phone and say hello to me. I'm just supposed to sit here and make him look great, and he's not even a great human being. Here's one. Jake's a top three fantasy ranker in the last two years. Great. But is he a good human? I don't know. I can't vouch for that. I heard he doesn't even like puppies. So decide for yourself. On Target with Jake Seeley, weekdays at 4 p.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. Pacific. Fantasy Football Goal, which you catch Saturdays 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern with myself and Matt Modica. We break down fantasy football, all the latest news going into Sunday's lineups when you have to put them in. And you got to make that final call. You hit the submit button for one last time. We give you all the information that is relative before you hit that submit button and commit. Fantasy Football Gold, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back, everybody. This is FanRag Fantasy Baseball. I'm your host, Al Melchior. And while you're listening to the uh, the sounds of the band war, we're not going to talk about the stat war. Uh, instead, we're going to talk to John Heyman from FanRag Sports. Always great to have John on the show. Got a lot to talk about with the winter meetings coming up. Uh, John, thank you very much and welcome to the show. Hi, Al. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, it just, uh, it's been a frantic morning, and I have a feeling it has been for you, too. Yes, it has. It's a big one. <laughs> so, really appreciate you uh, making time to talk to us for a little bit here, so I'll, I'll get right to it. Uh, and, of course, the big items uh, goes without saying. Stanton to the Yankees, Otani signing with the Angels. Both very unexpected directions uh, if we you know, travel back in time two or three days ago. So what, what exactly happened there in the, in the waning hours? Uh, with Otani and Stanton? <laughs> okay. Yeah, two, uh, go, I'm going for a twofer here, yes. All right, Otani, you know, I think he just kept a secret. I think he probably had the Angels in mind all along. Uh, Billy Epler, the GM, uh, was with the Yankees for a long time, and they went out there um, many times, and uh, Epler uh, really, really put an uh, incredible effort in this. I, I know there were some others that did it as well, but um, I think there was a connection. I think this was about comfort. Uh, he felt comfortable in Los Angeles. Um, that's where he conducted the interviews. He felt comfortable in Arizona. That's where he's had a couple of spring trainings. 
for the Nippon Ham Fighters. Um, so uh, the Angels were a, a, a nice choice, not in a, a, a huge market, but a big market. It's kind of a small market in a big market, Anaheim or L.A., take your choice. So uh, it's a nice place to play. Um, I don't know that we should be stunned. I kind of started to think it would be San Diego or Seattle. Uh, based on the fact that uh, they had uh, a lot of connections as well. But uh, I, I'm not sure, thinking back on it, that we uh, should have ruled out uh, Anaheim or Los Angeles. Uh, as far as Stanton goes, uh, you know, I think the Yankees were kind of like that uh, middle team in a way here. Uh, you had the Dodgers that uh, were his first choice, but uh, they had the uh, worst uh things to offer. They did not want to make a good offer at all. They wanted to really drive a hard bargain on this uh, because of their uh, financial situation. And then, of course, you had St. Louis and San Francisco, which badly, badly wanted to add Stanton and were willing to make big offers. We don't know what those offers were yet. But then we have the Yankees in between, Stanton's second choice, and willing to make the third best offer. And um, it's kind of a compromise, but uh, uh, it's kind of funny. We probably... Two weeks ago, we thought uh, the Yankees, or assumed the Yankees, were in position to get Otani, and here they get Stanton. Um, not completely out of the blue. It's not quite like Erod um, in 2004, because we had some hints that the Yankees were involved. Even back in in July, there was a phone call at the GM meetings. There was a conversation, but they seem to be lurking uh, and. Not as prominent even as the Dodgers. The Dodgers were mentioned more, but uh, both teams were lurking, and the Yankees quietly got in there a few days ago and uh, made this kind of a compromise deal where Stanton took his second choice and the Marlins took the third best offer. Well, you talk about the Dodgers uh, driving a hard bargain, but when you look at what the Marlins got back in terms of players, uh, Starlin Castro and then a couple of lower-level prospects, and Castro uh, we'll talk about in a minute, but he presumably will be flipped. Uh, you know, what the Marlins really got was uh, $265 million off of their books. Uh, what I've been seeing in terms of speculation is that uh, they just really needed the cash. But do you think there's any chance they, they turn around and they they spend any of that money in the next season or two uh, and, and make this look like, uh, uh, you know, a deal where they really get something back? Not immediately, no. I mean, I think uh, it was kind of determined that uh, Stanton, a terrific player, was worth about his contract. The contract looked okay after he had the 59 home runs last year, and maybe someone could argue that he was worth a little bit more, but it, it was ballpark. So um, the Yankees are going to take on about 260, somewhere between 260 and 265 of that, and uh, give up uh, those three players. Uh, um, and those three players have some value, not a lot, <laughs> but I think in the end, uh, you know, uh, it's basically getting rid of the contract. And, you know, the Marlins bought the team. It's not Steve Ballmer buying the team. It's Derek Jeter uh, with Bruce Sherman, and uh, they had enough money to buy the team. Obviously, they were approved, but uh, they're not exactly flush with cash, and uh, they feel like they need to rebuild anyway, so... Um, it, it it does make sense. I, I know Jeter's getting killed here in Miami, where I am right now, and uh, you know I, I, I get the criticism for all the firings, the firing of Jack McKeon and Andre Dawson, and having David Sampson, the former president, do that, uh, and some of the other mistakes that were made more on a relationship basis. Um, this one I understand. Uh, they need to reset in some way, and uh, to do that, uh, they needed to trade uh, Stanton, and they needed to get the best deal they could. So that is exactly what they did. 
All right. Well, and again, part of that deal, Starlin Castro, is uh, he likely to be flipped? And if so, where do you see him maybe winding up? Yeah, I do think he would be traded. Uh, the problem for the Marlins there is that the second base market is uh, filled right now uh, with players. You've got uh, Cesar Hernandez. You've got uh, um, Kipnis. You've got uh, Kinsler, uh, Josh Harrison, um, Dozier. You've got six guys out there, and I think there are probably two or three teams interested in a second baseman, the Mets and the Angels most primarily. The Angels have already done a lot of great stuff, but... Uh, they're still looking at second base, and they're still looking at first base. And last I knew, they were looking a little bit at third base as well. So uh, six second basemen out there. I don't think they can get a ton for Castro, but uh, maybe they can get rid of that contract at least. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe in the next week, a uh, lot, lot happening there. But um, switching back to Otani, uh, one of the things I talked about earlier in the show, John, was how uh, MLB.com has already ranked him as the number four ranking outfield prospect. That's in all of baseball, <laughs> not just uh, the Angels. <laughs> number four outf- outfielder overall. Uh, do you see the Angels using him as a hitter in some capacity on a regular basis? Well, they're going to have to use him as a hitter because any team that wanted him needed to make that promise and make that commitment and, and be understanding of that. And so he will be used uh, as a hitter, at least. Um, they, they have Cole Cal- Calhoun in right field, a pretty good player. Um, so, you know, he's going to be uh, getting the bulk of the at-bats in, in right field, uh, assuming that they keep him and don't trade him. Uh, but then... Uh, we would think at this point they'll give Otani a chance at least to play some out in the outfield. But I, on this team, it looks like DH is really more of the spot. And, um, you know, that might make more sense to be a pitcher in a DH. You see that at uh, lower levels, more than right field in DH. Uh, you know, maybe not in the minor leagues, but maybe college. Um, so uh, I could, I could uh, see the DHing some uh, pools. Uh, did not get 100 runs last year, but his percentages weren't very good, as you know, Al. And, um, you know, I think maybe they can have somewhat of a platoon there, potentially. See how it goes. I mean, if this guy is as good as they say, um, you know, he will get a lot of at-bats at DH. And uh, Albert Pujols, himself a legend, uh, will be the one who will lose at-bats. And that's going to be an interesting thing to look at as well. Yeah, very interesting for him. And uh, going a little bit deeper, I I was hoping uh, C.J. Crone might have a breakout year this year. That's looking a little less likely now, but lots of off-season still to come. Uh, and speaking of which, now that we got the winter meetings uh, right ahead of us here and we have the, the two big dominoes that have now fallen, uh, what do you think are the very next big moves that are likely to happen? You know, I, I, I kind of tend to think, and I'm picking the order of the way things go, is not, not easy. In this case, Otani was pretty anxious to, to get going and he had in mind where he wanted to go. So you could pick that one a little bit. Uh, Stanton, you knew they were trying hard and they wanted to get it done before they got to the winter meetings because teams start running out of money then. So uh, that was a goal anyway, even though it wasn't a, a, an assurity, assurity. But, uh, you know, I would say in this case, uh, the bigger hitters might go before the bigger pitchers. So I could see Hosmer potentially or J.D. Martinez potentially going before Arietta and um and uh, Darvish, although, you know, you never know when somebody steps out and says, you know what, I want this guy, let's get it done. So the order is not an easy thing to predict, but, I mean, we know Hosmer visited with San Diego, and he's had some visits, and, uh, you know, there's some teams, that particular teams that just love him, and I wouldn't be shocked uh, if he was a uh, winter meeting signing. 
Uh, do you have a prediction there? Because, of course, he did just, as you mentioned, yeah. Padres. I mean, at this point, I'm going to say San Diego. Uh, you know, I mean, nobody really believed it when it first came out. And, uh, you know, they want him. Uh, they didn't get Otani. Obviously, this is a different uh, financial commitment. Uh, they look at him as a winner and a leader and somebody who can lead that young team. And uh, I think they're going to try hard. Uh, does that guarantee it? No. So, I mean, beyond that, we're going to look at uh, Boston as a possibility for him, his old team, Kansas City, maybe St. Louis. Um, and, I, you know, I think there are a couple of others. I don't know who they are. They're mystery teams at this point. But um, the fact that we know uh, of San Diego's strong interest, I'm going, to, I'm going to lean toward them at the moment. All right. Uh, well, and you recently wrote a piece for FanRack Sports about the Orioles uh, thinking about trading Manny Machado. Uh, now, that piece also said, if I remember correctly, John, that um, they haven't had any actual offers, but it sounds like there have been some talks. So what's the status there? Yeah, they've received some calls, and like any team, they're always willing to listen. Um, they're not anxious to trade him. Uh, there are people there who are dead set against it, I believe, and some who might want to even give a, a long-term um, an extension a whirl. I, I think it's a, a long shot at this point, uh, probably too late for that, um, but I, I, I think it's more likely than not, and much more likely than not, as a matter of fact, that they'll hold on to him at least to the trade deadline um, and give it a shot this year. Um, you know, obviously, uh, they didn't have a great year last year, but they have a good hitting team. They get some underperformance. If they got a couple of pitchers they like, they could be a contender. So, you know, I, I, I still look at it as kind of a long shot uh, that they would trade Machado, but um, I, I think they are willing to listen at least. All right. Well, that was pretty intriguing piece, and uh, definitely it would add a little, little spice to this week if uh, there were movement on that front. But, uh, John, again, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time out on a, a very busy pre-winter meetings weekend to uh, talk with us here and uh, look forward to hearing more in the days to come. All right, Al. Great talking to you, as always. All right. Likewise, John. Take care. All right, folks. Well, uh, we're going to head to break right now, but when we come back, uh, we believe it or not, got more news to catch up on. So stick around. Muscle Maker Grill was made for baseball season. Muscle Maker Grill supplies you with delicious, healthy meals that will give you energy to cheer on your team week after week. Whether you're craving flavorful salad, packed wraps, or guiltless entrees, Muscle Maker Grill has you covered. Hosting a game? No problem. Our catering packages will have your whole team satisfied with flavors ranging from Italian to Tex-Mex and much, much more. Visit MuscleMakerGrill.com for your nearest location and have a winning season. Play on Fantasy Draft, the only daily fantasy site where every head-to-head contest is rake-free, including contests you create. Fantasy Draft also gives you the ability to block up to 25 players from entering your head-to-head contest. With a $1 million prize pool and 200000 to the winner, Fantasy Draft is running their inaugural NFL Live Final, the Carolina Million. Sign up today at FantasyDraft.com with promo code FNTSY and experience players first for yourself. Fantasy Draft, daily fantasy on a level playing field. Hey, I'm Jeff. Look, I'm just a skeleton. I don't have an ACL anymore, but I'd still like to know what it means when one of my fantasy players sprains his. That's why I use the Inside Injuries app. It was created by real doctors. So you're getting information directly from people who have seen, touched, and operated on actual ACLs. Take it from me, a skeleton. If you aren't using it, you might as well just be guessing. Download the free app today. Unlock the secrets of injury analysis. Roto. 
experts. I have no idea if Robbie Anderson's going to play. I mean, you want to see him get out there and get in the full practice, but you don't want it to dreaded game time decision on Sunday, but I have a feeling it's trending in that direction. It was a midweek soft tissue injury for Robbie Anderson, and that's what scares the crap out of me. That's not good, and you want to play Robbie Anderson. I mean, you really have to wait till this practice. We're just, it's going to be pure speculation, but it's going to be hard to bench Robbie Anderson. Weekdays, 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The sharpest fantasy sports minds are now available 24-7 straight from your mobile device. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app and listen live or on demand to the finest tips, strategies, and advice from your favorite fantasy personalities. It's free and available for both iOS and Android devices. Your life isn't slowing down, so why should your fantasy sports? Head to FNTSY.com slash radio and download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app today. Steiner Sports is the leading memorabilia provider for the New York Yankees, Rangers, Giants, Knicks, and the Brooklyn Nets. Featuring hundreds of items from your favorite athletes, Steiner Sports is your source for the best sports gifts. Go to SteinerSports.com slash box and shop our collection of memorabilia boxes, which include 10 gifts for the price of one. We've made one for each of your favorite teams. Hurry, supplies are limited, and these are some of the best deals we have ever offered. So go to SteinerSports.com slash box today. Are you new to Daily Fantasy? Are you a veteran? Either way, you can better your chances of winning money and lots of it by going to DailyRoto.com. Multiple people have become millionaires thanks to the guys at Daily Roto. Why not take advice from the experts? You can become a millionaire too. Just go to DailyRoto.com to rock Daily Fantasy Sports. Calling all drivers. Want a career that will take you places? Then Coach USA and Megabus is the place for you. Coach USA and Megabus, leaders in the local and inner city bus transportation industry, are looking for career minded, conscientious drivers with a valid CDL Class A or B license with passenger endorsement. They offer paid training, competitive salary, and many benefits. Apply now and start driving to a better future. Visit CoachUSA.jobs. That's CoachUSA.jobs. Welcome back, everyone. This is FanRag Fantasy Baseball. I'm Al Melker, your host, and I'd like to thank both of my guests today, uh, John Heyman from FanRag Sports, joining me for the last segment. Great stuff from John, as always, and also great stuff from uh, Emily Walden from The Athletic uh, in the segment prior to that. So uh, just got to take some time and absorb all of the uh, information that we got there. And, of course, with the winter meetings uh, coming up uh, this coming week, uh, there will be more and more of that to come. So uh, anyways, want to thank them both. Uh, and there, there is some news uh, that we didn't get to earlier. That's uh, what an action-packed show it's been so far. And one thing I didn't really get to talk to John about, I mean, he mentioned JT Martinez, but um, there was a news item from the San Francisco Chronicle that now that they missed out on both Stanton and Otani, uh, that they are turning their uh, sights on JD Martinez and Jay Bruce. So uh, didn't get a chance to ask John about that particular uh, bit of information, but uh, that'll be one to watch. Also, with Emily earlier on the show, talked briefly about the Tigers signing Mike Fires. That's a one-year deal for $6 million. Uh, would appear that he'll 
just slot right into that rotation. And I actually talked quite a bit about Fires on last weekend's show uh, because at, the, at that point uh, he had been non-tendered and had become a free agent. And I pointed out that he had a 13-start stretch that was quite good for the Astros. And I think it really got lost in the shuffle, but it was just right in the smack middle of the season. It was about half of it comprised about half of his innings pitched for the year. And he had a, a sub three ERA and was just really effective and, and didn't look terribly fluky either. So we have to remember too, that fires overall last year and also in 2016, not the best stats, but pretty good couple of seasons just before that, some really good seasons with the Brewers and half of last season, very good, half of last season, very bad. So I thought that was a very savvy signing by the Tigers. A couple other really bigger starting pitching uh, signings. One was uh, the Rangers signing, which at first appeared to be a relief signing, getting Mike Miner, one of the great bullpen stories from last year. They're going to put him in the rotation. They've signed him for three years and $28 million. He was among uh, the leaders in fastball spin rate last year and uh, got the the strikeouts that you would expect uh, with that kind of stat. Finished 6-6 uh, six and six with a 255 ERA and was the closer for the Royals down the stretch. Collected six saves. So we'll see how that transition goes to the rotation. That's going to be a really, really interesting early season storyline for the Rangers who are doing some pretty inventive things, uh, cobbling together rotation and uh, also signed Miles Miklas. Uh, I think that was earlier in the week. I don't think I caught that on last weekend's show, but um, they uh, could occupy, uh, Minor certainly will occupy one of those spots. Miklas, uh, I would think, would, uh, I apologize. <laughs> that that Miklas signing was the uh, was the uh, Cardinals. What I was thinking of was Matt Bush, so I apologize. Uh, so the, the Miklas is an interesting story, too, but Matt Bush was the other uh, pitcher going for the Rangers. Um, another relief conversion story there. Uh, but the biggest signing in terms of the amount was the Cubs signing Tyler Chatwood for uh, $38 million over three years. Not a super impressive season uh, in terms of surface stats with the Rockies last year, 8-15, 469 ERA. But he, too, was a spin rate leader for both his fastball and curve. He had a big velocity spike in his fastball. So we'll see if uh, he can put that all together with the Cubs outside of Coors Field and uh, become fantasy relevant there. That's going to be another really interesting story. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for joining me for the show and uh, looking forward to catching up on the other side of the winter meetings on the backside uh, this time next weekend, next Saturday. Be here, same time, same day, same station here, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, in the meantime, I uh, hope you enjoy your weekend. And uh, just make sure to stay tuned for the producers, which is coming up next. So uh, anyhow, uh, sit back, enjoy the winter meetings. Have a great week. <laughs>